This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. His great horse, Silver, and his faithful Indian companion, Toto, the last rider of the plains, fought crime and criminals throughout the western United States. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to a lawless frontier, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early West itself. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear, when adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for the Indian country! Donald's waiting for us there! Hi, old Silver! Away! The first wagon trains to enter the newly opened western territories were attacked not only by hostile Indians, but by vicious white outlaws as well. Such was the fate of a small train that carried Jack Laramie, his young wife, Edith, and their four-year-old son, Ted. 
A band of outlaws attacked the train and left no survivors, with one exception, the boy, Ted Laramie. The discovery of the boy presented a serious problem. Even these men found it impossible to kill in cold blood. They were unwilling to abandon the child in the wilderness, but to carry the lone survivor of their raid to the nearest settlement would link them with their crime. Two men, appointed by the outlaw leader, took the child to an Indian village and left him there. After five years, only one of the outlaws remained at large, and no one knew of the part he'd played in the tragedy of the wagon train. Now, in our first scene, we see the Lone Ranger, his faithful Indian companion Tonto, sitting motionless on their great horses, their eyes sweeping the valley below them. You say the boat rides this way often, Tonto? Hmm, that's right. You sure this is the right valley? And Tonto not make mistake. Indian village... Over there. We've been waiting for more than an hour. Perhaps you wouldn't ride this far alone. You wait. Income. Your Indian friend might have misinformed you, but... There's a rider, Tonto. Ah, a boy. Maybe the one we want. We'll stop him, Tonto. Come on, Silver. I've heard rumors of white children living with Indians before, Kimasami. But usually they're wrong. <laughs> you find out. He's seen us. Hello there. <laughs> him wave hand. Oh, oh, there, Silver. Oh, oh, oh. oh. He's a youngster, Tonto, but he rides well. Uh, him rides plenty well. Here he comes. Oh! Tonto! What matter? This boy is white. He's dressed like an Indian. He's been tanned by the sun. There can't be any mistake. That's right. Can you understand white man's talk? What did he say, Tonto? Him say him call little beaver. Then he doesn't understand English. He must have been very young when he first joined the Indians. Ask him if he knows where he comes from, who his people are. Danka, Romot. Saligomo. Hana. Okay, cut. Tanomalo Komini. Tipaket. Mole Mite. Oh, Ido. Him live with Crow Indian. Him live there many moon. Him ask about you. Say him member pale face. Long time past. He's probably still got a few memories of his parents, Tato. Even though he doesn't understand those memories. And it's likely that I'm the first white man he's seen since he lost his parents. Ah. He calls himself Little Beaver. That's only his Indian name, of course. Wait. What's that hanging from that leather strap on his wrist? It ring. I wonder. Ask him if I can look at it. Palotan de Nikota. Helot? Ah, the panic. Him show you. Good. A small gold ring, Tonto, like children often wear. May give a clue to his identity. Yes. The engraving is almost worn away, but you can still make it out. Huh? T. Laramie. Laramie. Where have I heard that name before, Kimasabi? That name, Tonto, in Red Run. Red Run, that's it. Huh? The old couple from the East that was in Red Run when we were there. No one seemed to know what their business was. What do you think? It may mean nothing. Their names being the same, I'd be only an accident. But on the other hand, it might explain why those people came to the West. Chica! Crow! You want Tonto to get him? Let him go, Tonto. But this is something we're going to look into. Huh? We leave Little Beaver with his Indian friends for the present. He looks happy and healthy. He's safer here for a while. Hmm, that's right. Well, he's only a boy. As he grows older and his mind develops, he'll never be satisfied leading the life of a savage. Uh-huh. He's related to the Laramies and Red Run, and they seem decent people. We'll return for him. Come on, Tonto. We find a place to camp for the night. It was a week later that the Lone Ranger, disguised but without his mask, stood outside the sheriff's office. The door opened, and the sheriff escorted an elderly couple out onto the porch. Well, Mr. Laramie, if it's your notion I've been handling this thing wrong, I reckon I'll have to try it your way. You've heard nothing at all from your deputies? Not a blame thing. I've got all four of them on a job. And I'd appreciate it if you'd take my suggestion, Sheriff. Well, it's up to you. I'll see the word gets around if that's what you want. Thank you. 
And, ma'am, uh, don't you be giving up hope yet. There's still lots of chances. I won't, Sheriff. Come along, Jenny. Good day, Sheriff. If you hear anything, we'll be at the hotel. Well, I'll let you know. First news I get. Sheriff. Uh-huh. Oh, howdy, stranger. Those were the Laramies, weren't they? That's a handle, all right. What's it to you? I know they're from the East, Sheriff. I wondered what the business was in Red Run. Now, look here. Or is it a secret? It would be if I had anything to do with it. But, Chucks, I might as well tell you about it as anybody, I guess. I promised I'd spread the word around. Yes? Don't suppose you remember a wagon train that was massacred east of here about five years back, do you? Five years ago? I believe I do recall something. Well, them folks you just seen leave my office had a son traveling with them wagons. There was him and his wife and a young one. Terrell, how old was the child? Mm, about four, I think they said. Say, you act as though maybe you knew something. Go ahead, Sheriff. What's the rest of the story? Well, it just so happens that I was one of the first fellows to come across them folks that was killed in the raid. We found enough to identify most of them, but there weren't no kid four years old among them. You're sure of that? Of course I am. Wouldn't forget a thing like that. Well, as I was saying, young Laramie and his wife was found, but no trace of the kid. The old folks never knew what happened to him until just recent. Until recently? Yep. They came into a sizable amount of cash and decided to come west and do some hunting. They got this far, heard about what happened to the wagon train, and now they're hoping maybe the young one wasn't killed. They look like good people, Sheriff. Stranger, they don't come no finer, poor old folks. Hardest thing I ever did was tell them what happened to their boy and his wife. Now they got their hearts so dead set on finding the kid. I sure hate to think what'll happen when they find out it ain't no use. You don't believe the child can be found? Shucks, it ain't reasonable, is it, mister? A young one just four years old and left to grow up by himself, and that five years back? I wouldn't say the same to them. But if that kid's found, I'll eat my saddle. What was the boy's name? Ted. Theodore. Named after his ma's father, they said. But why hasn't this been told around? Those people have been here for almost a month. Yeah, and I've had my four deputies searching the country for the past two weeks. But what I was trying to guard against was crooks hearing about the search. You mean they might get a hold of the boy first? Either that or try to pass off some other young man in his place. When folks got as much cash as the Laramie's have got, crooks shall do most anything to cheat him out of it. That's true, Sheriff. But now old Laramie says I gotta let it be known, so I reckon I ain't got no choice. I um Hey, what's your hurry? I'll see you again, sir. Here, Silver. Well, I'll look here, stranger. If you know anything about this shame yep. I said I'd see you oh, again. Ask him where the boy is. Tell him we found the boy's relatives. We want to speak to the chief about returning Ted to his own people. Uh, Kinosabe, Long Era. Oh, Tonto. No, Peter. Aksu. Anikte, Kepanmut. Dakota, Telpe, Dosante, Nipo, Dekmak. Him say, boy, gone. Gone, but where? How? Dakut. Tenlo, Mapikin, Ma. Ako, Relit. Quick, Tonto. Him not know where boy gone. Him say, little beaver, and two Indian go hunt. Then find Indian dead, little beaver, gone. You mean the boy went hunting with two Indians and disappeared and the Indians were found killed? Not right. But who did it? Them not know. That's why big trouble in village. 
All the Indian feel bad. Then we're too late. Uh, someone knew the boy was here. And I'm afraid the sheriff was right when he said he feared crooks might get a hold of him. What we do? Thank Long Arrow for the information. Tell him we're friends of the boy. And we'll try to find him again. And ask him to keep the boy here if the Indians discover him before we do. Malut, Gemu, Lotek. Nika Tonto. Him do that. Then back to Red Rantano. We've got to find out why the boy was stolen. Come on, get him up, Scott. One evening, several days later, the boy's grandparents were seated in the sheriff's office, talking to the lawman. Well, Mr. Laramie, I don't know what to think. Every one of my deputies have reported back, and they never found a thing. I did what you asked me, told the folks in town about it, and still we ain't got no word. And we thought we were getting closer to him at last. Shucks, ma'am. All my deputies are on hand now. I can send them out again if you'd rather. No. What the? Who threw that? Oh. Hey, it's a note. Somebody wrapped it up in this stone and tossed it in here. Uh, Let me see that. And look, there's a ring with it. A small gold ring. See what the note says, will you, Mr. Laramie? I'm going to find out if one of my deputies seen who threw it. Hey, fellas. Duke, Gus, Leo, Flynn, come here. Somebody just threw a note inside here. Gus, did you see who done it? Gus, ain't seen nobody around, Sheriff. Duke, me neither. How about you, Leo? I reckon I was sort of dozing, Sheriff. I never heard nothing until you yelled. Oh, blast it. What do you say, Slim? Gus, Sheriff, I'm sorry, but I... Doggone, I ought to fire the lot of you. You must be going blind or deep. Uh, what's the note say, Mr. Laramie? Uh, it, it seems impossible. Huh? My grandson's been found. This, this ring's the one I gave him on his second birthday. Oh. The note says so. Oh, here, give me that. Well, I'll find out what this is all about. Read it to us, Sheriff. But, why, the dirty low-down polecat. What's it say? The fellow that's got the young'un wants $10,000 cash oh. to give him back. Oh, no. We'll pay it gladly. Not by a blame such, I won't. I'm the law here, and I won't stand for no such thing. But we may never see him alive again if we don't. The skunk's just bluffing. If he's... Oh, oh, Look there. Oh, that's the fellow you want, Sheriff. Well, stop him. Fire at him. Yeah, I missed. He's most out of sight already. A poor cat. Well, there he is, men. Catch that fellow, and we'll have the boy. Come on. Get to your heart. Right, right. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. Aha! It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as 11 dollars per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Hello, Phil! Hello, 
A fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high of silver, and the Lone Ranger. Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger was seen riding away from the sheriff's office after a note had been thrown in the window demanding $10,000 for the return of Ted Laramie, he was believed to be the outlaw who had kidnapped the child. The masked man, however, escaped from the sheriff's posse and made his way to the small camp where Tonto waited. Oh, oh, no, somebody. Oh, 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 what? What matter? Tonto, somebody's made Ted a prisoner. He wants $10,000 for his return. Oh, that bad, bad. You have to act fast, Tonto. Heard the sheriff tell Martin Laramie he wouldn't let him pay the money. Uh-huh. The sheriff doesn't know he's dealing with a murderer. He's already killed two men to get the child. He'll not hesitate to kill again if he has to. I don't think you're right. I don't believe in paying money to outlaws. But we don't dare risk the boy's life. I have a plan to get the money back and find the guilty man. What man? I'm going back to town to talk to Laramie and the sheriff. It's dangerous, but I have to persuade them to follow the instructions they received. Uh, and you'll have to make a long trip as fast as you can. I'm glad to do that. Now listen closely and I'll tell you how we'll trap the man we're after. That same night, the sheriff returned to his office where the Laramies were anxiously waiting. I'm sorry, folks, but the masked fella got clean away. You lost all trace of him? Hmm. The way that hombre rode, it'd take a horse with wings to keep up with him. My deputy is still hunting him, but I can back and let you know how things stood. Sheriff, you can't let any harm come to our grandson. Ma'am, we'll get that crook sooner or later. And when we do, he'll be wishing he wasn't ever born. He's going to decorate a rope, and folks, that's a promise. I'd rather you let me pay the money that's asked. I told you before what I thought about that. But, but Sheriff... someone just ride up? I was sure I hear more. Perhaps it's one of your deputies, Sheriff. If it is, I'll get a piece of my mind. Listen, they got track of the fellow they was hunting. I'd give them orders to stay on the job till morning if they had to. And if they don't... Oh. Well, I'll be... It's, it's the masked man you were looking for. Keep your hands away from your gun, Sheriff. You will. Black. Oh, grandson, don't harm me. We'll pay anything you ask. Just give him back, and we'll ask no questions. I haven't got your grandson. We know you haven't. By heavens, you'll hang I'm for here it. to help you. Well, you just to make that. sure you don't interfere, Sheriff, I'll take your gun. You'll pay for this. Stand still. There. Now, just put it on the desk over here. Or you'll not try to reach for it. Stranger, can't we come to terms? The boy means everything to us. We're not young anymore, and if we don't get him back, there won't be anything left for us to live for. You'll get him back. You expect us to believe that? You'll have to. But first, I want to know exactly what was said in the notes you received. You don't have to be told. You wrote it. Answer my question. I asked for $10,000. I know that. But how was the money to be delivered? And when? The note mentioned a bridge. The old bridge, it was called. That's only a mile out of town. He said to get paper money, put it in a package, hide the package at the east end of the bridge. Did he say when? He, he gave us a week. Can you get the money together within a week? I can. I'm sure I can. I've already spoken to the banker... He'll send to Martinville for it. Good. Then follow those instructions exactly. You rotten pole cat. You can't get away with this. I'm warning you. Your life ain't going to be worth a plug nickel around these parts. Sheriff, I believe I can convince you that I'm not guilty. You can't do no such thing. You remember talking to a stranger some time ago, a man who asked you about the Laramies? Uh, let me see. He was the first man you told about the hunt for the child after you'd promised the Laramies to spread the word around. Oh, wait. I recollect now. He had a white horse and he called... Say, he called his horse Silver, too. I'm the same man. Then by thunder, you did get the kid. That's why you were so blamed interested. Dad, ratted, I even told you about these folks being worth a sight of cash. I wish I'd known then that Listen you... Listen to me. Sheriff, I'm going to tell you what happened after I spoke to you that day. I'm going to tell you why I spoke to you. And then I'll explain what I want you to do. If you still refuse, I'll have to try another plan. But I'm quite sure you won't.
right, fellas. Tonight's the night. And the cash is already down by the bridge like the note said. Sheriff, you want us to hide somewhere so we can see who gets it? Not by a blame sight. You fellas are my deputies, and you do just like I say. Don't go near that cash. Yeah, yeah, right. That goes for all you fellas. You, Gus. All right. You, Leo. You can yeah, slam yeah, too. Yeah, what's yeah, the idea? The Laramies want the kid back alive. That's the idea. And they're not taking any chances on the crook getting scared and making off. But what are we supposed to do? Just go about your business like always. There's enough to keep you busy without meddling. All I gotta say is this. If that crook gets scared off on account of one of you, I'll have your badges. I'll get you. All right, After 11 o'clock, you don't think anything could have gone wrong, do you? Don't worry, Mrs. Laramie. The note said the boy would be returned as soon as the money was paid. We made it easy for the man who captured your grandson to get the money without being seen. He'd have nothing to gain and everything to lose by keeping the boy after that. I suppose so. Hey, if you folks ain't comfortable waiting here in my office, maybe it wouldn't hurt none to go down to the hotel. I don't think that would be wise, Sheriff. The note we left for the money said to send the boy here. Well, he could ask for it, couldn't he? You forget. He speaks only the language of his tribe. He understands no English at all. Mm, poor young'un. Just waiting, watching the clock. I can't stand it much longer. You'll have to be patient, Mr. Laramie. It's going to be all right, Martin. 11.15. I sure hope you didn't make no mistake in your figuring, stranger. I didn't. I'm sure of that. Martin. Well, Jenny, what is outside it? Outside there. You see through the window. That boy. I saw nothing. Oh, I see him now, ma'am. He stepped in front of the light from the cafe. Dressed like an Indian. Yes, that's him. Sheriff, the boy's free. Now we can set our trap. And by thunder, we will. Get the boy. Keep him here. But, 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 My friend's waiting me back. I'll go out this way. Sheriff, do what I told you. I'll be back in an hour. Right. And when I get back, we'll catch the crook you're looking for. Here, Silver. All right, old fellow. Gotta ride to camp and get Tato. Come on, Silver. Everything's set, Tonto. Where's Gray Elk? He's Gray Elk. It's time to explain everything to you, Gray Elk. Uh, me do like him telling me. Then get to your horses. We're returning to town. Yes, Count. Please get him horse. I told the sheriff we'd be back in an hour. We'll have to hurry. You, you see, boy? Yes, Tonto. The boy was set free. That'd be good. Be ready. Catch him, bad fellow. Then come on. Get him up, Scott. Hey, you silver! Away! Hey, Slim. What do you want, Sheriff? Did you get a hold of the rest of the deputies like I told you? They're coming. They're right behind me. And tell them to get a move on. Hurry up, fellas. The Sheriff wants in the office right now. We're hurrying as fast as we can. What's the rush? Get in here and find out. What's ailing you, Sheriff? Something happened? Just step inside, all you, and sit down. Hey, howdy, Mr. Laramie. Hello, Duke. Hello, men. Say, Sheriff, where's the kid? I thought Slim said he'd come back. The boy's over at the hotel, Mrs. Laramie. We didn't figure we ought to have him around for what we're going to do. Huh? What do you mean by that, Sheriff? Never you mind, Leo. You'll save it soon enough. But right now, we're waiting. Waiting for what? Waiting for the mask hombre and some friends of his, Gus. Say, you ain't idiot enough to think that fella would come walking in here after getting that $10,000, do you? Just you wait and see. You must have gone loco. Duke, before I'm through here, maybe you'll change your mind. Yes, you're acting mighty mysterious, Sheriff. How about letting us in on what's going on? We're your deputies, ain't we? Uh-huh. And that's just why I'm keeping my mouth shut for now. Huh? Because you are my deputies. Mm, that don't make sense. I can't... Here we are, sir. Well, well, I've been, 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 been Just hold your horses, fellas. 
The masked man's here to straighten things out, and I'm helping him. Who in blazes is the engine? This is Gray Elk. He's a medicine man from the tribe that raised young Ted Laramie. Laramie? Oh. You said the Redskin would have some information for us, didn't you? I said he had a story to tell, and he came here to tell it. Huh? What story? One moment. Counting Gray Elk and myself, there are eight men in this office. And one of us is a murderer and a kidnapper. Where do you get off making a charge like that? You're crazy. Wait. Sheriff, except for your deputies, I was the first man to be told about the search for Ted. But when Tonto and I returned for the boy, he was gone, stolen. That meant he could have been seized only by someone who knew of the search before I did. Gone? And that, in turn, pointed to your deputies. Shut up. Keep right on, masked fella. You'll remember I was close to your office the night the ransom note was thrown in the window. Close enough to know I was the only one who approached this building. Outside of your deputies again. My way. So the guilty man has to be one of your men, Sheriff. Well, which one? There's Duke and Slim, Leo and Gus. You'll learn the right one in a moment, Sheriff. Now, Gray Elk, tell us what you saw. What's the redskin got to do with this? What right to... Slim, when I said to shut up a minute. The masked man's handled this any way he sees fit. Gray Elk, how did you happen to know Ted Laramie? Find him, him, many moon past. Take him, boy, in tribe. Call him, him, Little Beaver. How long ago was that? That five-year white man time. Now, Gray Elf, tell us when you saw Ted the last time. Uh, him ride with Indian friend near village. Bad white man come. White man shoot Indian. Take him, little beaver. Quiet. Gray Elf, this is the most important question of all. Answer it carefully. Did you get a good look at the man who stole Ted away? Uh, me see him. Me near when him kill him. Is that man in this room? Uh, him here. Now, Gray Elk, point him out. Him. No, you don't. Fella. You're not going to get me. Watch out, it's too bad. You shut the light. I'm going to kill her. The first time he follows me, I'll get drilled. Me get off. Hey, let me look. Watch out. I'll take you for this. I have to see why. If I could get my hands through. You're all through, Duke. It was a blast of medicine that recognized me to spoil things. You kill two surprise Duke. You'll tell us how you knew where to find the boy, or you'll be turned over to the Indians for punishment. No, don't do that. They'll talk to me. I savage them, Redskins. You wouldn't do that. And talk. I was one of them that. They left the kid near the village five years ago. You must have been one of the outlaws who massacred the wagon train. Don't turn me over to the rescue. Black man's justice will punish you, Duke. But golly, stranger, was sure lucky Gray Elk recognized Duke. But he didn't, Sheriff. It's the first time he ever saw Duke in his life. Why? Oh, first time. I knew one of your men had a guilty conscience, Sheriff. And Gray Elk played his part to prove it. Well, I'll be doggone. I, I was tricked. You got only yourself to blame for it. Come on, Sheriff. Let's put him in a safe place to keep her hanging. Oh,
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. discovered in the western United States, thousands and thousands of men hurried to the new territory. Most of them were honest and worked hard at their claims, but criminals were drawn to the gold fields as well, and the honest prospector found it hard to protect their property. It was in the gold country that the masked rider of the plains did some of his greatest work in the cause of justice, and in time, he brought law and order to the lawless frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young, from out of the past from the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. As our story opens, a small but wiry old man is urging his stubborn pack mule down the trail toward Danville. Dad, wrecked you, Noah! Can't you make no better time than that? Gosh, I don't know why I put up with you the way I do. I swear to heaven you're the most stubborn, cantankerous, wrong-headed, navel-pated brother ever was wished on a long-suffering umber like me. Now get up. That's right. I says get up and you stop. Now get away from that there grass. Don't be all us thinking of your stomach. We gotta get home to my daughter. And I'm telling you right now, Noah, when we get there, I'm selling you off. And if nobody will pay cash for you, I'll give you away. Blast you get along. There ain't no hurry, Andy. Huh? Who said that? Who's there? Just stand where you are, Andy, if you don't aim to get drilled. Come on, fellas. Vic Fletcher. Uh-huh. 
I want you to meet my friends, Lige Brinker and Mike Moody. Them pool cats? <laughs> it's a mighty reckless thing to say, Andy, when you're looking into the business end of this here gun. You ain't scaring me with a hook, Lige. Lick, I never had much use for you, but I never thought you traveled with crooks like these. Well, now you know. And Peggy's gonna know, too. Maybe she will, and in, maybe she won't. Quit arguing with the old codger, Vic. Let's get his gold. <laughs> eh? What are you laughing about, you old fool? You think we're fooling? You gotta find out different. So you want the gold has to pan out, huh? And we're taking it. And you thought I didn't savvy what you was up to that time a week back when you come prowling around my camp. You see me? <laughs> It'd take a crook a heap slicker than you lives to put anything over on me. So if it's the gold you want, just try and find it. Go right ahead. Why, you... Vic, Mike, look at them pack saddles. Yeah, he must have that dust around somewhere. And then when you get through hunting them saddlebags, you can search me. If the gold ain't here, where is it? That's something you won't never find out. Why, I had a notion maybe you'd try a stunt like this, so I put that dust where it'd be safe till I could get to town and back with somebody to keep guard. Nothing in the saddlebags, Lights. Told you, didn't I? Mike! Yeah? Andy here's got a notion he don't want to tell us where he hid his dust. <laughs> There's ways of getting him out of that notion, Lights. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. Suppose you could persuade him? <laughs> sure. Now, look here. You ain't gonna tell us what that gold is? I won't tell you nothing, you thieving, low-down, sneaking coyotes. And you ain't gonna get away with this either. No. Come on, Lige. We gotta head back for town. Uh-huh. Mike, me and Vic can't waste no time in this local agent. We're gone from town too long. Maybe we'll be asked questions when Andy don't show up. Yeah. But you're a trapper, Mike. You don't never come to town unless it's for supplies. You mean you want me to take care of Andy? There's nobody but me and Vic knows where your cabin is, is there? <laughs> I'll give a thousand cash to anybody figures they can find it. Then that's where you're taking Andy. You gonna keep me prisoner? Unless you change your mind about telling. I ain't. But you will, Andy. You will. Get our horses, Vic. Lies, there's gonna be questions asked if I don't get to town soon. Yeah? I told a stranger in his engine part to let Peggy know that I was heading for home. And how do you figure that's gonna help you? When I don't show up, there'll be fellas sent out to look for me. They're welcome to look all they want. But once in Mike's cabin, they ain't gonna find you. And that's for sure. Here's the horses, Lies. Thanks. Come on. You blasted skunks! Don't pay no mind anything Andy calls you, Mike. Get that gold. And don't be particular how you make him talk. Get up there! Get up there! Where old Andy said his daughter lived. Hello. Oh. I'm sorry we were delayed getting to town, but I have an idea we beat Andy here anyhow. Oh. Remember, Tonto, we're only to tell Peggy that her father's on his way home. Don't mention the gold he found. He wants to save that for a surprise. Me, no. Come on, Kimosabi. I hope my mask doesn't frighten her. I didn't want to put on a disguise. Don't be alarmed, Peggy. We're not outlaws. We have a message from your father. My father? What's that? You're bringing word from Andy? You're a crook. Careful, Sheriff. Don't slap, mother. You... Cheers, we. Maybe, maybe they do know something about Paul. Is something wrong? You just bet there's something wrong. And if you've seen Andy, speak up and tell about it. We'll be glad to. Won't you come inside? Thanks. Come, Tyler. Uh, who are these men? Them two are Vic Fletcher and Lige Brinker. They's the one found Andy's mule. Howdy, stranger. And and this is my friend, Kirk Dolan. Afternoon, mister. What did you say about Andy's mule being found? Vic and Lige found it west of town, heading this way all by itself. But Andy, what happened to him? That's what we don't know, stranger. The mule showed up three days ago. We figured at first that maybe Andy broke a leg or something, let the mule go on ahead so his help would be sent. But we searched all up and down the trail of the hills, and 
We ain't found hide nor hair of him. What about the gold? Gold? What are you talking about? Sure. Well, I promised Andy I wouldn't tell about it, but under the circumstances, I think I'd better. Get on with it. Tonto and I met Andy at his camp in the hills a couple of weeks ago. He said if we happened to ride in this direction to let his daughter know he'd be coming home soon. But he asked us not to mention the gold so that he could give Peggy a surprise. Jeff, do you think that... That he was held up for his gold? Well, it could be. Well, then, then that could mean he... He's dead. Oh, now, Peggy, I don't want to set you to worrying any more than you are already. Shucks, come to think about it. Most likely the gold didn't have nothing to do with your father's disappearing at all. Sheriff, I think it did. What's that, Vic? Let me ask you a couple questions first, Sheriff. Have you ever heard a four about Andy finding gold? It was news to me. And to me and Lige here, too. And I bet it's the first Peggy or Cliff heard about it. Ain't that so? Yes. It was just as much news to me as it was to the Sheriff. Just think it over, Sheriff. This mask hombre here and the engine are the only ones to know about that gold. What are you getting at? Just this, stranger. I'm here to say you fellas killed Andy, stole his dust, then come here with the story of yours so folks wouldn't be suspecting you. Did you say your name was Vic Fletcher? Of course it is. Oh. Now, what's that got to do with it? Just a second. Well, stranger, you heard, Vic. What you got to say? If we'd stolen the gold, why would we stay here instead of clearing out of this part of the country? You might have had reasons we don't know about. Sheriff Toto and I liked Andy. If anything's happened to him, we're just as anxious as you to learn what it is. Uh, what else could you say? Maybe so, stranger. But I reckon things being the way they are, I'll have to hold you for questions. I don't think you will. Come on, Tonto, we're leaving. Don't let us get away, Sheriff. Come back here. Come in, lad. Watch out. Oh, my The next person to draw again will get the same. Hurry, Tonto. Hold on. Hold on. Get I'm looking into this. Uh, I'm afraid there's something more than just an accident that's kept Andy from getting home. Why do you think that? If it weren't, he'd have been found along the trail. I believe someone else knew about Andy's gold. Remember that? Right. And another thing, that young chap who called himself Vic Fletcher. Uh, that's not his name. He didn't recognize me because when we met before, I was in disguise. Uh, but that other time, he called himself Jerry Morton. How to remember? The law couldn't prove anything against him, and he was suspected of a score of crimes. And he him steal gold? I don't know, Tato, but we're going to find out. Come on, Silver! That night, in the shack that Vic and Lyde shared, the two men talked over their plans. Vic, that was a slick stunt, pouring suspicion at the mask fell in the redskin. As long as the sheriff had to find out about the gold, this will keep him from wondering what we've been doing the times we was out of town. I got a better idea than that, Lige. Yeah? I suppose you've noticed I ain't been getting any place with Peggy of late. <laughs> a blind fella could see she's all taken up with that Cliff Dolan. Well, what would you say if we was to make it look like he robbed old Andy? Cliff? Right. Don't you get it? Who'd suspicion us of Damon Cliff after we said the mask fella most likely stole Andy's gold? <laughs> <laughs> The last man again. Carol, I haven't got much time. You... You've got to do exactly as I say. I thought I'd seen the last of you yesterday. But you didn't. Not on I was staying until Andy's disappearance is solved. If Peggy and Cliff hadn't thought of taking a liking to you, I'd see you jailed. Guns or no guns. They believe I'm innocent? Maybe they do. But that ain't saying I'm agreeing with them. Sheriff, we're not even sure yet there's been a crime committed. But if there has been, I think I know the men who did it. Huh? Did you know that Vic Fletcher has gone by other names in different parts of the country? Is that a fact? Say, I wonder... Yes? I just happened to think of something that struck me funny at the time. What was that? I told you it was Vic and Lige found Andy's mule. 
But Ace is sure that after they found it, they had any intention of bringing it to town. Why do you say that? Because I run into them on the trail with that mule. And when I first seen them, they was going away from town. Then when I caught up, they said they was just heading for the bar cake outfit to see about some horses and coming back. Seems strange they wouldn't have reported finding the mule right away. They knew its importance. Well, that's what I was thinking. And perhaps you'll be willing to help me make a test. A test? I've been listening outside the cafe, and I happen to know that Vic and Lige are coming here soon to ask you if you've seen me. Mm. You'll do what I say. It won't prove their guilt, but at least it'll show whether or not I'm on the right trail. Go ahead. I'm listening. When they come to your office, tell them this. Just over there, ain't it? Uh-huh. Beyond the gully. I wonder how it blazes he could know anything about what we've done. Maybe he don't. Maybe he's just bluffing. But we can't take no chances. He told the sheriff that when he talked to Andy, the old idiot mentioned he was scared of being held up by a couple of fellows from town. Yeah. But what I can't figure out is why the masked fella didn't name us to the sheriff if he was telling the truth. Don't you recollect the sheriff saying the masked man heard us coming and cleared out before we got there? I didn't see nothing of him. He most likely went out the back way. Anyhow, he told the sheriff he'd be back in the morning to give names. And if he does, we'll have some explaining to do. Can't nothing be proved. But we'll be a lot safer if he don't never get to see the sheriff. I reckon. You figure they're asleep by this time? They ought to be. We've been hiding here ever since we trailed them from town. I want some action. Come on. We'll sneak up on them now. Careful of making any noise. Uh-huh. You fellas, you're eating lead. Don't make no move for your shooting iron. What's that? You fella. What's the engine light? Stranger, you feel this gun I got pressed again you? Well, in just about two seconds, I'm pulling the trigger. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue the story. The Lone Ranger, knowing that old Andy Clark had found gold, suspected something more than an accident when the old man failed to arrive in Danville. His suspicions pointed to Vic Fletcher and Lige Brinker. The two men, hoping to prevent the Lone Ranger from talking, attacked him in his camp. I dropped them with your hands, like you fought for them. If it hadn't been for them, I've been trained to handle men like you. Don't, don't you decide that you attack. I, well, we, Stranger, we thought you were somebody else. Yeah, that's right. It was just a mistake. A bad mistake. Here we go. Do anything to us, are you? Where are your horses? Just back away. Behind them trees. All right, get going and keep on going. Come on, Vic. I'm coming. Why are you not keeping here? It wouldn't do any good to make them prisoners, Tyler. No. Their attacks and that reveal the fact that they've had something to do with Andy's disappearance. Mm, not right. We still don't know where Andy is. He may be a prisoner. He may be dead. He may be lying somewhere wounded. Uh-huh. But we had to let Vic and Lige remain free until we learned the truth. Mm-hmm. 
entered the sheriff's office. Howdy, Sheriff. Evening. Good evening, fellas. What can I do for you? Uh, well, uh... Have you seen anything more of that masked fellow after what he said to you yesterday? No. He promised to come back, but he didn't. He didn't? That's what I said, ain't it? Just what I thought. You see what he was doing, Sheriff? What do you think he was doing? That was just a bluff about Andy telling him anything. He's still trying to get you to suspect somebody else instead of him. That might be so. Of course it is. Why else would he stay away after saying he'd be back? I couldn't tell you. Sheriff? Yeah? I don't know whether I ought to say anything or not. Well? What do you think, Lodge? Mm, it's up to you, Vic. Look here, if you've got something to say, say it. If you haven't, don't be wasting my time. Sheriff, it's like this. What's like what? You know that masked fellow we were just talking about? Sure, I know. Now, you understand I ain't saying that Cliff's done anything wrong. Matter of fact, I'd say Cliff's a straight and bridge you're likely to find around these parts, but... Well... Doggone it, if you can't tell your story without stopping all the time, get out of here. Sheriff, what Vic's trying to say is... We seen Cliff talking to the mask fella. Yeah? And what struck me and Lodge funny was they're trying to keep anybody from seeing him. Of course, uh. like I said, I ain't for a minute accusing Cliff of being in cahoots with an outlaw, but things being the way they are, I... Well, I thought maybe you'd like to look into it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to Cliff's place, Sheriff, and ask him what him and the mask fella was talking about? You think I ought to? It's only fair to give Cliff a chance of clearing himself, ain't it? You know that he's been accused of anything yet. Well, I... But won't uh, hurt none to ask, I reckon. Come along. Sure, our horses are just outside. I'll see what Cliff's got to say. But if he's been up to anything crooked, then I'll be the most surprised fellow in this county. Steady there. Get up. Get, Get along with you. Cliff's place. The light inside. He's home, all right. Who's there? It's me, Cliff. The sheriff. Open up. Go on in, Lock. Go on in. Evening, Sheriff. Hey, what are these poor cats doing here? Shucks, Cliff. There ain't no use you and me calling each other hard names just because we happen to like the same girl. Well, what are you doing here with the sheriff? I reckon the sheriff can tell you that. What's it all about, Sheriff? Vic and Lige been telling me you were seen talking to the mask fellow, Cliff. And what of it? You see, he was talking to him. He admits it. What were you talking about? I'm sorry, Sheriff. That's something I can't tell you. Can't or won't? Just can't, that's all. You ain't forgetting I'm the law around here, are you, Cliff? I ain't forgetting nothing. Then maybe you're forgetting there's a heap of suspicion about the mask fellow lately. I said I wasn't forgetting nothing. Oh, gosh, I don't know just what to do about this, Cliff. There ain't no young fellow around here I like better than I do you. And it'll sure hurt Peggy a lot. 
If she was to think you was mixed up in anything that might have happened to her pa. But if you're going to stand there and defy me like that, I'll just have to jail you, I guess. I said I wouldn't tell you what me and the masked fellow was talking about, Sheriff. But there's something else I gotta tell you. Sure. Now, huh? Look at here, cold dust. Where'd you what? get that? Right from underneath a pillow on your cot. That ain't so. I seen big part of myself. Right where he said it was. Sheriff, you don't believe it, you can look out of the pillow yourself. There's still dust sticking to the bed. But it can't be. And I'll bet this was part of the gold Andy was supposed to have found. Gosh, Cliff. I never figured you for a crook. Well, what have you got to say to yourself? Sheriff, I started to tell you something just before Vic stopped me. Uh-huh. And if I'm right about it, I think I can prove I'm innocent. Yeah? I was out of town this afternoon. Went riding over toward the hills. What about it? You know Mike Moody, don't you? The trapper? Sure I do. Well, he was always one to hide out. He never wanted anybody to find his cabin. And knowing the woods and the hills like he does, it wasn't hard for him to fix a place that nobody could find. Go on. Well, today I found it. You, you what? Found Mike's cabin? I did. What's his cabin got to do with proving you innocent? Sheriff, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Andy ain't there with Mike. But I do know there's two fellows in that cabin. I've seen him moving around from a distance. Well, if you thought Andy was there, why didn't you get him? And have Mike drill me? Anyhow, it took you long enough to tell me about it. Well, I just got back. I was going over to your office after I cleaned up a bit. Sheriff, you got to go there with a the posse and see who's in that cabin before you jail me. If Andy's there, then he can tell you I never robbed him. Can you take me there tonight? Well, I don't know. It's pretty dark. But I could take you there first thing in the morning. Then that's what you're going to do. And between now and then, you're staying here with me so as I can keep an eye on you. <laughs> Large, everything's going against us. And all because Mike let that blame you get away when we left him with Andy. I'll tell him a few things. Blame lucky for us. Cliff can't find the cabin at night. Steady there. That gives us time to ride out there first, get rid of Andy, and make sure Mike don't do no talking. How about the gold? Maybe Mike found out where it is by this time. But if he ain't, some blazes with it. The main thing is to save our hides. Get up there. Get up there. Is that you, Tano? Uh, all scum. Oh, all scum. Is everything ready? Uh, you hurry. Here's over. We ride fast. We'll have to pile silver. Hungry, Andy? Of course I'm hungry. <laughs> well, I reckon I made it plain what you had to do to get grub. Blast your thieving hide, Mike. Just tell where you hid your gold and you can fill your stomach till it busts. But if you're stubborn, you keep on getting nothing but bread and water once a day. If I told you where the gold was, you'd drill me. Yeah? You couldn't let me go free to tell her all about you and them crooked partners of yours. Well, suit yourself. Gosh, this is good grub. Best I've cooked up for the coons, eh? <sighs> I think I'll have another helping of them beans, and maybe I'll Who's have that? A... <laughs> You needn't get excited, Andy. Couldn't be nobody but Vic and Lodge. They're the only ones knows where this place is. Mike! Yeah, howdy, Vic. Howdy, Lodge. Yeah, what are you looking so scared about? Mike, Andy told you where the gold is yet? <laughs> he's still holding out, but after he's missed a couple of more square meals, why, I reckon he'll... You can't wait for that. But we'll have to Cliff go and find your cabin. He's bringing a law here first thing in the morning. What? That's a fact, Mike. Cliff wants to stumble on this place accidentally. Why, the Lodge, untie Andy, will you? Sure. What do you want to untie him for? We've got to let the gold go. All that counts now is to see that Andy don't have the chance to do no talking. Meaning? I reckon you savvy what I mean, all right. I always said you fellas would go with the meanest snake that ever lived. Take your mouth shut. 
Right, there you are. Now get moving. Why are you taking me? Well, nobody will know whether you was drilled or not. You... Get along with you. We've had no one for it. What's the mask, man? The sheriff. You bet it's the sheriff. And from the looks of things, we just got here in time. Well, you won't get up. He gets out. Let me go. Good work, Tonto. Bring him in here. Hey, if you won't lie, that you'll get shot. Andy, are you all right? Finish the fiddle, Cliff. But, well, well, maybe I am just a wee bit hungry. I thought you fellas weren't coming this way till morning. Who said he couldn't find the cabin in the dark? <laughs> Shucks, I couldn't have found it in the daytime, for that matter. Huh? <laughs> what, says? If you ask the mask fellow, maybe he'll explain to you. Right? None of us knew where the cabin was. You and Vic led us to it. <laughs> Did you hear that, you blasted fools? When I talked to Cliff this morning, I told him what to do. He rode out of town in the afternoon. Then when he talked to the sheriff, he pretended to have found the cabin while he was gone. How'd you know we had Andy in the cabin? You and Lyde gave yourselves away when you attacked town with me and our camp. I'll trail you to your cabin and heard you mention this place. Well, I'll be talk off. But even the masked fellow couldn't have done much if it hadn't been for Andy's mule. It was the mule showing up without Andy that made us suspect something was wrong as soon as we did. That was your mistake, Mike. I forgot all about the mule. <laughs> you said it was that dad ratted cantankerous critter that helped get me out of this fix? It was. <laughs> and I was going to give him away. Sheriff, a feller don't ever know when a mule's his best friend. From now on, that critter of mine's feeding on the finest oats money can buy a dozen times a day. Come on, Silver Old Fellow! There's going to be trouble in Beaver Falls! Kyle Silver! How are they? I've just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. A horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hardy Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. The masked rider of the plains was one of the great hit figures in the early history of the western United States. Fearless in the cause of justice, he fought crime and criminals in the new territory. No one ever knew his name, but no man did more to bring law and order to the frontier, and the memory of his deeds will remain as long as the memory of the early west itself. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! There's going to be trouble in Watsonville! We've got to hurry! As our story opens, two men are riding at breakneck speed across a level section of prairie land. Get up there! Get up! He's standing on us, Steve! Get up there! Get up, Blasher! How close is he now? I don't know! But he's moving up faster in all places! Throw some way back at him! Miss Blasher! Can't shoot! Go to the speed anyhow! We gotta make the bridge! It's our only chance! Who's that mess, fella? I don't know! He should have captured us! Our horses is wore out! Get up! Get along there! When we make the bridge, what then? We'll be safe there! How do you know? I planned it! There's the bridge! Get up there! Come on, get up there! He's closer now, Blasher! I'll get him! Never mind shooting! We gotta get to the bridge! I never seen a faster horse than that one! 
Open it. Here's the... Don't stop. I'll let keep right on going. Right. Come on, horse. Come on, there. Come on, horse. Steve, that was the closest shave we ever had. For a minute, I thought you were loco stopping like this. Tennessee, you ought to be glad you tied up with the fellas as smart as me. I don't overlook nothing. What blows the bridge up? Same done it. Same locking. There he comes now. Yeah. I figured when we robbed that there bank over to Martinsville, we might have to make a run for it. But I thought there weren't any better horses in the world than the ones we're riding. I like to drop dead when I seen that white horse overtaking it. I told old Sam to stay by the bridge and watch. If he saw we was being chased, touch off a blast after we was across. Hey, Steve, I, I done it. You done it just right, Sam. Where's the mask fellow was ch- chasing us? Well, I, I seen the cloud of dust he was k- kicking up and that rider coming behind it. Yeah? So as soon as he was across the bridge, I touched off the fuse and run for my life. And when I heard the blast, I looked back, and the white horse and the rider weren't nowhere to be seen. Gosh. On the bridge when it went up. I reckon so. That sure is fine. I, I don't reckon there's any sense even hunting for him, is there? <laughs> reckon not. That was an awful big charge of powder I used. Not too big to suit me, though. How did you make out in town? Fine. We cleaned out the bank good and proper. Got the cash in our saddle bags. How much? Ain't got around to counting it yet. There's more than 5,000 for each of us. Gosh sakes. But you don't get your share of the cash till you finished your part of the scheme, Sam. You can count on me, Steve. You know that. You're to go back to town, see? Yeah? No one there got a good look at us, except on that fellow that got blowed up with a bridge. He's the only one could have described us. And now he can't do it. <laughs> sure not. When you get to town, you tell how you seen two horsemen riding away from town like all get-out. And you tried to stop them and ask what was wrong. Yeah? They both brought guns and shot at you. Most drilled you. Then rid away. Yeah? And then? You won't give the right description. You'll see to it the law is gunning for men that don't look nothing like me in Tennessee. But where will you boys be? <laughs> That's the best part of the plan. We'll be right back in Martinsville. We told folks we was riding away on a prospecting trip. We come back in two or three days, and then we'll go right on as we always have. You sure are slick, Steve. The one place they'd never think of hunting for the bank robbers is right in town. Stick with me, fellas, and you'll all be rich. Now, Sam, you stand up over there. What are you going to do? Your story is that men took shots at you. No, no, Steve. The evidence has to bear out the story. You blasted. You might have killed me. (laughs) You wasn't in no danger, Sam. I was just coming close, that's all. Yeah, there's a hole through your hat and one through your sleeve. Now get back to town and tell your yarn. But I won't be able to go back over the bridge. It's down. That's all right. You're right around. It'll take me the rest of the afternoon and tonight to make it. I won't be back in town before morning. Don't get there till afternoon. Say you met at us this side of the bridge, Savvy. Yeah. Then you won't be asked nothing about the fellow that was chasing us. Doggone, he thinks of everything. You better say you was knocked down by us, too. Huh? That'll make folks feel more sorry for you. You ain't gonna... <laughs> No, I don't reckon I need to knock you down to prove that, Sam. Now you get going. You can camp this side of the ravine tonight and get some sleep. And you'll get to town tomorrow afternoon. I'll do what you say, Steve. You do, and you'll never have to worry about getting caught. As soon as the robin of the bank dies down, I'll have plans made for another job I got in mind.
Toronto, faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, was waiting for the masked man at the camp. But he didn't come at the appointed time. Toronto wondered what could be detaining him. Hours passed by. Night came, and still the mystery rider did not appear. Tonto listened through the night, but there was no familiar shout, no sound of silver-shod hoofs. The Indian kept his vigil until dawn, then saddled his horse. Scout Peller, our friend, not come. <coughs> we go find him, huh? Him say him go town. Come back camp soon. Him not come back. We, we go camp now. Get him up, Scout. Late afternoon brought Sam Larkin back to Martinsville. He went directly to the sheriff. Sheriff, Sheriff Potsdam. Hey, why, Sam Larkin? Where you been, Sam? Uh, I've been having a hard time. That's what. Look at me. Look and see what I run into. What's happened? Two fellas shot at me. I was most killed. See, there's the bullet holes. Look at my head. Land sakes. Who was they, Sam? I don't know who they was, but they knocked me down and shot at me. Which way was they going? That way, heading away from town. It was yesterday I seen them dead right the luck. Yesterday, then that's. Sam, did you get a good look at them two fellers? I sure did. Why? I them's the two who stuck up the bank. Why? They cleaned it out. More than $15,000. No. It's the truth. They was escaping when you seen them. That's what happened. Well, I'll be blasted. What they look like? Can you remember them well enough to tell us? I sure enough can. Uh, one of them was sort of heavy set and the other one was... got away as slick as a whistle. Yes, sir. But that one fellow that lit out after him. What of him? Reckon he's the only one got a good sight of him. Maybe he won't be able to say nothing about it. Why? What's up? What's the matter? You heard they went in the direction of the bridge, didn't you? Yeah. Well, some of the boys set out to follow the trail of those three, and they found the bridge blowed up. Blowed up? You say the bridge was blowed up, kid? Yep, blowed all smithereens. That's what them two did to keep them being followed. Must be. They know they leave a clean-cut trail. They know they'd be followed. So they pulled up the brakes to stop us. And stop that other fellow was following them. The masked fellow with a pure white horse. Holy horse silver, something like that. Yeah. Now, Barkeep, take a look at this mask. Does it look anything like the one the stranger wore? Oh, going if I don't. Yeah. Where'd you find it? Right close by the bridge that was blowed up. Yeah? I figured at first it had been dropped by one of the thieves. But I reckon it was the other fellows. You, you let me see. What are you so interested for? That mask. That, that. Well, what's the trouble? That mask. A white friend. Huh? Him get caught in blast? I'm afraid that's what happened to him, Injun. But what's it to you? Where'd you come from? Me. Me not talk now. White friend. Mask. Silver. What ailed him, kid? Huh? He sure looked like he was busted up about things, didn't he? he sure boy, did. boy. I got a description of them robbers. Sam Larkin seen him. Knocked him down, took shots at him. That's right, boys. I seen him and I got a first-class description of him. I'm forming a posse to scour this here county. They crossed the ravine, I know that much. Then we won't waste no time hunting this side of the ravine. We'll scour the other side. Who wants to help? Then come on! We've been hunting them men since yesterday. 
Not much chance of finding them now. They had a pretty good start on us. Hey, Sheriff. There comes a couple of riders this way. That's Steve in Tennessee. Oh, sure enough. Well, maybe they've seen them two outlaws. Hi there, Steve! I want to speak to you two hombres. Let me party, Sheriff. Thieves, that's what. What do you mean, thieves? The bank was robbed. Was robbed yesterday. Steve, we thought maybe you and Tennessee had seen them. So, yeah, did you? Well, we did see a couple of men, but they didn't look like thieves. What they look like? Well, now, let me see. They, uh, well... It was when we was camped that we seen them. They went right into our camp, passed the time of day, and... What do they look like? Say, Steve, did they have red shirts on? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Sam, they did. And, and one of them was heavy set with a black beard, wasn't he? That's right. And the other had a big scar from an old knife wound? Yes, so, them was the ones. Now, hold on there. I want you fellas telling me, not Sam telling you. Well, there wasn't much more to tell. What sort of horses did they ride? They, uh... Well, they... Well, let me think now. Yeah, just like Kiss there. One of them was, and the other one was like Sam's. That's the kind. And, and one of the fellas had two fingers missing. Which two fingers? Sam, Tennessee, which one? Well, now, it was, uh... Did you notice Tennessee? Uh, these here, two. Them's the men, all right. Which way'd they go? Yonder toward Mariposa. Said they aimed to strike down that way. Mariposa, eh? Oh, uh... How'd you two make on your prospecting trip? Not so bad, Sheriff. Not so bad. We sure are anxious to get back to town now, though. <laughs> there ain't any cafes out in the desert. Sure ain't. <laughs> well, take care. There ain't too many in town. We sure will, Sheriff. We'll be hoping you get them robbers. Get up there. Get up. It's all right, boys. Nothing to worry about. I appeared the Sheriff would catch us giving a different description than the one you gave, Sam. I give you the point. You're done all right. You coming with us, Larkin? They're coming, Sheriff. When I get back, I'll get my share of the cash, and don't you forget it. We won't. Get up there. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. After what he'd seen and heard in town, Tonto gave up the search for his masked friend and started back for his camp. As he drew near, he saw the great horse Silver and then the Lone Ranger himself. Tonto raced toward the campfire, dismounted, and hurried to clasp his friend's hand. Uh, 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 Tonto's good 
friend, huh? I knew you were worried, fellow. <laughs> but I had to keep out of sight until I learned more about their plan. Oh, me, he's glad you're still alive. Those crooks will pay before we leave here. I don't know. What we do, huh? First of all, I'll have to disguise myself. You take mask off? Yes. I'll ride a little ways east from town, then put on other clothes, and... Uh, uh-huh. I'll have to have a carpet bag of some sort. Tonto, get him. Very well. Then I'll go into town and see if those three men don't try to contact me. Uh, we'll give them every chance to plan another crooked scheme. Then what do? You'll have to play your part, too. Yeah. There'll be some risk. The sheriff's men may try to capture you. <laughs> Tonto, not afraid. Then listen carefully, and I'll outline a plan. Several days later, a stranger came into town carrying a heavy carpet bag. There were several men sitting in the office of the sheriff when the stranger entered. They all stopped talking to study the new arrival. Sheriff? That's me, stranger. What can I do for you? I'm looking for someone that has a good claim for sale. Yeah, well, I reckon there's plenty of that sort of thing around here. Everyone's got a claim that's willing to sell it. The price is right. Oh, I've got the price all right. Right here. Hmm, kind of dangerous toting it around that way, ain't it? I've never been robbed yet. Well, don't say you never will be. Better get it in the bank as quick as you can. I heard that your bank was robbed. I'll keep this money right with me. Suit yourself. I'm taking a room at the hotel. If you hear of anyone that wants to sell, send them over to see me. All right. But what? <laughs> Strange, hombre. Never even give his name. I wonder how much he's got. Must be from the East. He don't talk like us fellas. Blame fool, that's what. Dreaded I know the robin in that bank would give this place a bad name. Well, I reckon I'll shove on. Maybe Steve in Tennessee would like to sell that claim they got. Tennessee. I got something to tell. Tennessee ain't home now. He's rid of the ways. What's going on? Listen, there's a stranger here in town with a whole bag full of money that he hankers to buy a claim with. Yeah? He won't put it in the bank. He's stopping at the hotel. How much you got? I know, but it's a plenty. Listen, we gotta do something to get it. We'll think it over and watch that fella. I'd like to see him. Go on, see him. If I talk about selling your claim. He's worth a hoot. He'd never buy it. Sure not. But it'd give you the chance to size him up. Yeah, that's so. That's what I'll do. As soon as we get a plan worked out, we'll figure another slick scheme so that we won't never be suspicioned. <laughs> leave it to you, Steve. You bet. Just leave it to me. Yeah, gotta get someone to take the blame, though. We'll find someone. Hey, there's an engine been hanging around here for the past week. That'll be perfect. following evening, Steve, Tennessee, and Sam met in a back room of the cafe on the ground floor of the hotel. There's your drinks, gents. Anything else now? Not now, Barkeep. Nothing but this here room to ourselves. Right, John. Now, Tennessee, you're the one that's to go to the stranger's room. Being you're the same size as the engine we got mine. Yep. I told that engine we could, he could earn himself some easy money this evening. It's right outside the window there waiting. Good enough. It'll be the word of the three of us again, one redskin. You put on this jacket and talk engine-like when you throw your gun on that fellow's heavy. I got it all straight. You went over it before. Yeah, good enough. I'll get his jacket. Hey, engine. Uh-huh. Now, let's take your jacket. Uh-huh. Here. Here. Jacket. All right. Now, get this. My part is going to use it to play a joke, savvy? Oh? Uh-huh. 
Here, Tennessee. Put this jacket on. Sure. Now, listen, Jim. He's climbing to the second floor by way of the rear. When he comes down, he'll give you your jacket and the cash. Get started now, Tennessee. I'm going. Let me do this, Steve. What me do next? Wait right here till he comes down. Then get aboard your horse and travel fast. Uh, me go, Teddy. Tennessee went to the room on the second floor, and in the darkness held a gun on the tall stranger. You keep still or me shoot. What is this, Indian? A robbery? That what? Me take bag. Very well. Take it. Take it, but don't shoot. You keep face to wall. Tennessee backed out of the window and down the side of the house, using the notched corner logs for a foothold. Then he hurried to the window of the rear room where his friends were waiting. I got it. Here. Here's your jacket. Hmm? And here's the money we promised. Now start out and travel fast. Get going. Get him up, Scout. Hey, Steve. Here, take this copper bag. I got it. Now give me a hand. That's it. <laughs> there he is, boys. Start shooting. There he goes. There goes the redskin. What's the shooting? An engine on a horse. He went that way. Come right past that window. And we see a carpet bag in his hands, too. Boys, get going. Maybe he's the one that robbed the bank. That's your man, all right. All three of us seen him. Come on, boys. Hop out the window, Sheriff. Get the horse to sundown. Get that redskin. He robbed me. Let me take the horse. Good luck. Good luck, boys. Good luck to you, Sheriff. Bring him back. Good luck. Bring him back, Sheriff. <laughs> That's pretty slick work, eh, boy? Slick as a pig's ear, Steve. Worked it out just so. Let the engine escape and we're in the clear. Ain't a man alive won't think he's the crook. That's how I got it figured, Tennessee. But what if the redskin gets caught, Steve? What'll happen then? Shucks. Let him get caught. Who's there to believe his story? They'll all think he's hid the cash somewhere. <laughs> just so. We ain't a thing to worry about, Tennessee. Good enough. And just one thing more, Steve. We want to be sure and get this carpet bag hidden with the other cash before the riders come back this way. Wait a minute. Let's split the cash here. We ain't the time. The sheriff and the mother fellows may get that engine and come back here. All right, come on. Let's go. What son of a horse that redskin riding? He's traveling hard. Uh, look at him now. He's slowing up. By Ginger Sheriff, he's drawn his horse right down to a stop. Maybe it's a trick of some sort. Well, where's that stranger with the borrowed horse? He's back behind. No, he ain't. He ain't with us. Hold on a second. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I don't see that stranger. Well, me neither. Now what's happened to him? Redskin stopped up ahead. Wonder if he figures to drill us. Gosh, I don't know. I Well, we're finding out. Get up. Get up. You're covered, Redskin. Make a fast move and we fire. Come. We're coming, and don't think we won't shoot to kill. Stand right where you are now. Come me, wait. You not want me. No, we don't, eh? Well, there's room for argument about that. Oh, there. Get his weapon, Skip. Me, not right. Come on, That voice. He's riding down here. That's a voice. Him, good friend. Get ready to shoot. Come on, boy. Hold the gunfire. 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 That ain't for what he... We got to cover it like the redskin. Now you Suppose you listen to me first. Sheriff, I changed my clothes and took the disguise off my face. Clothes? Disguise? I left your horse with the clothes I discarded. And you're the one who... Who the horse? Also the one who had that carpet you bag. You mean to say You don't to... want that Indian. No. Me not right, man. 
Me help fix trap. Now, sir, here, if you ain't the right one, who well, is? Well, then you are one of the ones who stole that bag. Yeah? And if you come with me, I'll lead you to them. How do we know you're on the level? Maybe it's just a trick to free the redskins. Come on, follow me. Hey, oh, Steve, Sam, and Tennessee went on foot to their hideout. When they reached the shack, Steve lighted a candle. Now we'll open our new carpet bag and see what's inside. Maybe a few more thousands of dollars, eh, Steve? Here's hoping. It'd be a funny one if the engine got shot. He couldn't even say he wasn't a thief then. There's a blame good chance of his being shot, too. Sheriff's awful sore about stealing around here. Hurry up, Steve. Get that bag open. Let's see what she holds. I'm getting it. There. I'll dump it on the floor and we'll all count it. Hey, what's that? That ain't money. Bundles or something. Cut that string. I can bust it. What sort of tin game is this? Nothing but blank paper. We're tricked. We're double-crossed. Who done it? See here, Tennessee. Did you do this to double-cross us? No, of course I didn't. But where's that gent's money? There never was money. Well, well, what the three of you? The sheriff. Leave from Hannah. That masked fellow chased us through the bridge. He ain't dead. Take the guns, kid. They're turn right. And that's the answer. What's the idea? Pick the frame up. No frame up about it, you want to repeat? Where's that bank money? We, we, we oh, don't, don't shoot. Don't shoot, I'll tell. Where's it at? Under that box there. Take a look, kid. Right. I'll see if he's telling the truth. What's it all mean? Here's the money. Means you three mavericks are headed for jail. That's what. Listen, that engine. He's a... <laughs> you plenty big fool. No <laughs> use, men. You're finished. That voice. The calls ain't the same, but the voice is. Yeah, he's the stranger, all right. When you blow the bridge up, he ducked for cover. And let you think the only man that knew you was dead. What? What? I knew there was no way to prove you men guilty unless we could find the money. So I invited another robbery. You fell into the trap nicely. When we followed your trail, you led us to your hiding place. I first got suspicious of you two when Sam was telling you how to describe the fellas that were supposed to have stolen the money. You blame fool, you, Sam? I planned with that fella. I was right outside your room when you was talking to the engine. Well, we got the bank money and the crooks. You better take that blame carpet bag, too. Make a clean sweep of it. I'll take that. And the fancy dude clothes. I lent that mask right You framed us, Sheriff. It was an army trick. You cracked us. Hence, when critters bust laws, I'm willing to try any tricks to get them. Stranger, let me say this. Yes, sir. Anytime you'll unmask and let folks see who you really are, yes. Well, I'll step right out of office and give you my job. Thanks, Sheriff, but not just yet. Come, Tyler. Uh, uh, we ride together again. Man. Get them three ties. Come on, you coyotes. Come on. Uh, it's a blame good night's work that mask rider done.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. A cloud of dust and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. boys and girls who traveled to the western United States with their mothers and fathers and grew up in the new territory heard many stories about the masked rider of the plains, and those stories have come down to us through the generations. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, he led the fight for justice on the frontier. In time, the fight was won, and the West was safe for honest men. But the masked man's deeds will never be forgotten. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. It is evening as our story opens. The Lone Ranger, disguised but without his mask, is talking with a middle-aged man a short distance from a covered wagon just outside the town of Westwood. Two children, a boy and a girl, watch them silently while Tonto waters the two great horses, Silver and Scott, at a nearby stream. They're fine-looking children, Dave. How old did you say they were? Well, stranger, John is going on ten, and Edith there is almost seven. And you've taken care of them ever since you discovered their mother dying? Yeah, poor young'uns. From what I heard, their pa was a nester that got killed by cowpunchers. If I hadn't come on them when I did, they'd most likely have starved to death. That was three years back. Ain't that about it, Johnny? Yes, Mr. Clinton. Uh, that was an unselfish thing for you to do. Oh, shucks. I ain't what you'd rightly call tender-hearted. Not by a mile, I ain't. 
But there's a heap of difference between letting a grown man look out for himself and making kids do the same. And you live in this covered wagon? <laughs> well, it's handy, mister. The three of us can camp close by town like this, pick up what odd jobs there is, and then when there's no more work to be had, just hitch up the horses and move along to somewhere else. And I reckon we'll be doing that same again before long. Jobs around here are beginning to thin out considerable. It's too bad the children can't have a real home and a chance for an education. Stranger, that's what hurts most. To know you're doing your best, but your best ain't good enough. Hey, you young'uns. You climb into the wagon and get to sleep. It's past your bedtime already. We ain't tired, Mr. Clinton. Now, I savvy what's good for you better than you do. <laughs> you just run right along. All right. Good night, stranger. Good night, Johnny. Good night, Edith. Good night. Well, looks like your engine part's got your horses watered already. Yes. Have the horses rested enough, Tonto? Uh-huh. Been all right. Well, it's been mighty good to meet you folks. What'd you say your name was? Riders <laughs> are coming this way. Well... What did anybody be coming out here this time of night for? Who's there? It's me, Dave. Oh, the sheriff. There's two men with him. Oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, there. Oh, there. Evening, Sheriff. Who's with you? Oh, it's Ben Silas with you, huh? Uh-huh. Where's Johnny and the girl? Just sent him to bed. Why? Don't be asking questions, Dave. Get him out here. We'll ask the questions. Say, what's this all about, Sheriff? What's Ben mean by that kind of talk? Mm. Who's the stranger in the redskin? We just stopped here to water our horses, Sheriff. You ain't explained nothing yet. It's Sam Blasted Kidgy, yours. That's... Ben, let the sheriff handle this. Silas, don't you be telling me what to do. Ben, keep your full mouth shut. Dave, you understand this ain't business I like to do. Well, there's been a heap of talk in town about Johnny and Edith lately, and some of the folks think... Me, that... for one. That rat you, Ben. Go right ahead, Sheriff. Well, your kids helped out to the Simmons place, didn't they? They did. And didn't they do some chores for the Widow Cummins for a couple of days? Yeah. And for Bill Kent and out to the Stevens place? Get to the point. I'll get to the point if the Sheriff won't. Every one of them places had something stole from it. But there wasn't never anything found missing till after the kids was there. Ben, are you I'm saying... I'm downright sorry, Dave. But it ain't just Ben that's saying them things. It's most everybody in Westwood. The man that'd say them young and stole is a low-down, ornery skunk. And I never figured you'd talk like that, Silas. Shucks, Dave, I don't hold with that talk at all. Why, Johnny and Edith are parts of mine. Uh, Dave, maybe you'd better have the kids come out here for some questioning. They'll stay right where they are. And that's for you, Ben. And you, Sheriff. You can get back in your saddles and head for town pronto while you're still all in one piece. Why, you... I told you this was a fool stunt to pull, Sheriff. You want some advice, Dave? Maybe. If you do, I suggest that you pull stakes and get out of this part of the country. I ain't got no real evidence against the young'uns. But if anything more is stolen and is stole from some place they worked, then I ain't answering for what might happen. Just a second. Dave, I told the sheriff, and I told Ben, and I told everybody else in town that I figured John and Edith wasn't to blame. Now I want to do something to prove I got faith in them. Yeah? You look old, Idiot. You'll stay out of my affairs, Ben. We we don't want no charity, Silas. Shucks, I don't mean that. You see, Becky's getting ready for a spell of house cleaning. She thought the girl and boy would be real handy for errands and such. Well. Anyhow, you ain't going to clear out right when folks are accusing them of things, are you? That'd make it look worse for them. Then doggone it, it's agreed. I'll send them over tomorrow. And we'd be glad to have them. Come on, Sheriff. Let's get back to town. Steady there. Ready, Ben? I'm ready. But by thunder, Sheriff, if I was wearing your badge, I'd make Dave take those little thieves out of here. Why, no fighting, Dave. And as for your staying on, well, maybe it's all right. But somehow I can't see nothing but trouble ahead. Get up there. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Go on. Uh, I'd like to get my hands on the skunks to start that talk. I'd like... Huh? Oh, I clean forgot about you and the engine being here. Tell me something. Has Ben ever had anything stolen from him? Him? Why, that pole can ain't got nothing worth a stealing. Why'd you ask that? Yeah, never mind. May learn later. Come on, Tonto. Time we found a place to camp. Me, me ready. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scott.
Several days went by. No other thefts had been reported, but Ben Nugent stubbornly demanded that the sheriff order Dave and the children from the district. We see the two men in the sheriff's office. I tell you, Sheriff, the sooner you get rid of them, the better. What makes you so stubborn about it, Ben? Because I ain't got no use for Dave, that's why. You sure made it plain enough. I didn't like him when he come here. I don't like him now, and I never will like him. He's a crook, that's what he is. And if it wasn't him that put them young'uns up to stealing the cash and the other things that I'm missing, then I'm a Comanche. Silas and Becky think them kids are just about right. Yes, Silas yes. is better off than anybody else around these parts, and he's plumb careless with his cash. He leaves a lane all around the house of his. Well? But it's four days now since Johnny Needle started doing chores for him, and there ain't been a penny missing. But there will be. You mark my words. Yeah, you seem mighty certain. They've been laying low because they savvy we suspicion them. But they won't let Silas's cash get away from them. Dave will see to that. You ain't got no cash. The whole blasted colony could be thick with crooks like kicks on a sheep. But you couldn't lose nothing. So I get so blame head up about it. I ain't saying nothing other folks ain't saying. Well, you're just as much sheriff. Huh? Oh, howdy, Jim. Now, why do you have to bust in here like that? Next time I get me a deputy, he's but going to... But this is important, Sheriff. Something happened? Silas has been robbed. No. There. What did I tell you, Sheriff? Just like I said it happened. It was $500 stolen. Silas has fit to be tied. Who stole it? Now, there's a fool question for you. Who do you suppose stole it? Them kids, of course. I was asking Jim. Well, speak up. Oh, I don't know. But it sure looks like either Johnny or the girl or both of them together must have done it. Well, we'll settle this thing right now. Is my horse outside? Uh-huh. We're riding to Silas's place. Come along, Ben. No. I told you what would happen. Now it's your job to do something about it. And maybe next time you'll listen a little closer when I tell you how to handle your work. Ah. Jim got right out here as fast as we could, Silas. Well, now, Sheriff, that's mighty nice of you. Jim says you've had $500 stole off you. That's right. Hard cash or folding money? Folding money, Sheriff. Five $100 bills. And I had them tucked away in that desk over there. And you've looked all through it? Oh, where I ain't looked, Becky has. Ain't that so, Becky? The money just ain't in the house, Sheriff. Then I can tell you where it is. Those kids around? Johnny. Edith. You want us, There's nothing to be afraid of, children. Sheriff just aims to ask you some questions. The sheriff. Yes, the sheriff. Now, look here, you two young'uns. Where's that money? What have you done with it? Speak up now. Don't try to lie out of anything. <laughs> shame on the sheriff. You're scaring the mess of this. Well, I'm trying. Johnny, the sheriff's got a fool notion that maybe you or your sister might have had some idea where my 500's gone. Honest. We don't know anything about it. Do you know what it means to steal cash, young'un? That'll be enough of that, sheriff. But, Dad, read it, Silas. These kids got to know where that cash is. It just don't make sense if they don't. They do chores for Whitter Cummins, for the Stevens, for the Simmons, for Bill Kent. All of them folks lose cash right afterwards. Yes, but they... And now they come here to work for you. And they ain't been in the house more than four days and your cash is gone. Doggone it, Silas. Who do you figure stole it if they didn't? Edith, are you my friend? Uh-huh. And you, Johnny? You bet, Mr. Carver. <laughs> there now, Sheriff. If you don't know it already, I reckon that'll show you that friends don't ever steal from you. Man's sake, Sheriff. Seems to me you could find somebody better than a couple of innocent children to yell at. Silas, how a trusted old fool like you ever made as much cash as you did is more than I can figure. Go in the house. What's that? Keep right on going, Ben. Let me go. Let me go, I tell you. You ain't got nothing on me. Well, well, what man. in place is this? Search this man. Don't listen to him. He's a mask man. He's a crook. Don't believe a word he says. Put that gun down. I, I said just... search this man. You better do like the mask hombre says, Sheriff. But I, I think you'll find something that'll interest you. Well, I stand still, Ben. <laughs> there ain't nothing in this pocket. 
I don't see Keep on looking. Stay out of that pocket. Get away, do you hear me? By golly, maybe the masked man's on to something. Quit squirming around, don't you? Well, I'll be... What is the Sheriff? Wait till I get a look. Maybe I'm wrong. Nope. Hold it, Matthew. One hundred dollar bill. Five of them. They're mine. Give me those back. Yours. Now, where would you get five hundred dollars all to once? I, I saved it up, Sheriff. Honest, I did. You never saved ten dollars in your whole life. You never earned no cash during the day as long as you lived that you didn't have it all spent upon the next morning. That ain't so, I can't. I see it. It was you stirring up all the town folks again, the young'uns. It was you accused them of stealing. But all the time, it was you that was really getting the cash. You was blamed clever. You found out where the young'uns worked, and then you stole from them places, so the blame would be put on them. No, no. Well, now you're going to jail. You ain't got no evidence again, me. <laughs> what would you call these greenbacks if they ain't evidence? Is there any way Silas can identify them as being the ones he lost? Is there, Silas? Well, I don't know. They're all $100 bills, ain't they? Them ain't the only bills that size that was ever printed. Why should I know their evidence? All right, Sheriff. Put me in jail. Lock me up. Hold me till the judge gets here. I'll do just that. Then when he sees the proof you got, he'll throw your case out of court. You won't. Phil. Yeah. Ben's right. The money by itself isn't enough evidence. There's no way of proving that those bills are exactly the same bills that were stolen from Silas. But it was you that brought Ben here, and now you... Listen to me, Sheriff. Well... Put Ben in jail. Hold him there safely. And I promise you that by the time the judge reaches town, you'll have all the evidence you need. But don't let Ben get away. Hold on. Wait. I got it. There. Even the mask fell admitted you didn't have no proof. Well, maybe I ain't. But the masked feller also said to jail you. And that's what I'm going to do even if the judge sets you loose again five minutes after. Oh, the curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger drama. Before the next scenes, please permit us to pause for just a moment. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. When Ben Nugent was thrown in jail, the townspeople, indignant that he should have let the children be blamed for his crime, gathered in and around the cafe. The feeling against Ben ran high. Fellas, it's bad enough to be a crook. It's worse to be the kind of a crook that sneaks in folks' houses to steal. But I say the worst kind of crook of all is one that lets children take the blame of what he does. What I say is this. Why let the low-down coyote go to court when even the sheriff says it's likely he'll get off? Every blamed one of us knows Ben's guilty. Let's handle this thing ourselves and save the county the expense of a trial. We all list the poor cat. Blaming his people on youngins. Let's all go down to the jail. If the sheriff tries to stop us, we'll bust in the jail for us. Wagon. I've got to talk to you. I'll be right with you. What? Well, you're mad. Listen to me. I, I've heard that voice before. I talked to you just a few days ago, Dave. It was at night. There was an Indian with me. That's what I heard you. But that mask. Never mind that. 
We've got to act quick. Huh? The people in town are getting ready to lynch Ben. They're gathering now. If we don't hurry, they'll drag him from the jail and hang him. He ought to be hung. They're doing it because they're afraid the court won't. What difference does that make? The court can't hang Ben because there isn't enough evidence against him. To blaze it with the court. That skunk tried to frame Johnny and Edith. He deserves anything he gets on a heap more besides. But you're forgetting <laughs> something, Dave. Yeah, what? There are still a few people in town who think that perhaps Ben isn't guilty. There's still talk that the children might have had something to do with the robbery. Any man says that lies. I know that as well as you. But after Ben's hung, what do you think will happen? What are you getting at? People are going to talk after this affair's over. They're going to wonder if justice was actually done. People are always ashamed of themselves after they've done something in anger. But I don't see Then what... the reaction is going to swing opinion the other way. You'll find that Ben's lynching won't save Johnny and Edith from suspicion. There's nothing can be done to help that now. But there is. Huh? If real proof could be found to pin the guilt on Ben, then a lynching wouldn't be necessary. Then the people could be sure of a conviction in court. Yeah, I see that all right. But the most important thing is real proof to clear the children once and for all. There'd be no danger of suspicion later. It's mighty easy to talk about getting proof, but how's it going to be done? Money makes poor evidence. But there were other things stolen. Bracelets, rings, necklaces. Yeah. Things that could be identified. Go on. Ben didn't spend any money. I found out that he hasn't been out of town long enough to have sold any of those other articles. You mean... I mean that those things must be hidden somewhere. But where? I think I know. I'll tell you where to look. But I've got to get back to see that that lynching isn't carried out. For the sake of the children, we've got to prevent that hanging. Should have been back by now. If anything's gone wrong, there he is. Ah, there. Did you find it? Oh, oh, over there. Did you look where I told you? Mister, I did, and I didn't find a thing. You didn't? No, not where you told me. 
But I kept on looking. And just lay your eyes on this. A ring. And that ain't all. Here's some other stuff. Just what we need. Stanley Silver. You're going to try and argue with that mark, are you? That's just what I'm going to do. Come on. I'll Silver. Away. to get loose from these ropes. If we don't, they'll lynch Ben just as sure as you're born. Sheriff, I've been trying for the last ten minutes to get loose, but it can't be done. Gosh, have they hung him already? Is that some of them coming back? I don't know. They rode off in that other direction. Say, that's Silas and the Redskins. You sure? You bet I am. Silas! Hey, Silas! Over here! We're coming! Hurry, bless you! Hold on! 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 Hold Sheriff, when did he leave us then? Near 15 minutes ago. Redskin, get me loose. Now you're all right. There's never been a lynching of my county since I've been, Sheriff. And if I can help it, there ain't going to be one now. You lose, Jim? And where to go? Get the saddle, Sheriff. I'm right with you. Get up, Scout. Get up, get up, get up, get up. here showed me that if Johnny and Edith was to be cleared for good, there had to be some real evidence against Ben. We know Ben, Gilly. We don't need any more evidence. What I wanted was evidence that would stand up in court. Evidence would make it impossible to ever suspicion the young'uns again. Well, what about it? You got any evidence like that? I have, and here it is. Right. Where'd you get them things, Dave? Say, that the ring was stole from the winter, I'll bet. Tell us where you found them. Wait, that one's the sheriff and Silas. There's a redskin with them. Bad thunder, I bet he let them loose. Howdy, Silas. Dave was just for some real evidence against Ben. Me and Tom can tell you just where Dave got that evidence. Where was that? In Ben's shack? No. Dave had it hid down by the stream where he's got his wagon. What? Oh, look. Oh, I never did no such thing. The game's up, Dave. But what? Who you, you stole the cash and jewelry that's been taken in town. And you used the children to help you. It's a lie. What was that about the young'uns? Dave used them, but they aren't guilty. Well, how could that be? Dave was clever. He let the children work in the different homes in town. Then when they returned, he questioned them about what they had seen. They were too young to realize the purpose of his questions. Without realizing what they were doing, they often told them where valuables were hidden. You can't prove that. I suspected you from the first, Dave. You'd cared for the children. You'd made a home for them. You wouldn't have taken them around the country, making them earn their own way. You still ain't got nothing on me. Those were just the things that made me suspect you. Then I went to Ben and Silas and arranged a trap. Everything that happened, including Ben's arrest, was to keep you from realizing that you were under suspicion. And to get you to provide evidence against yourself. But wait! You've probably gone from town to town working the same trick. I think if the sheriff sends out some letters, he can determine that. You had to keep the children about suspicion. When I reminded you of that, you realized it too. And I suggested getting real evidence to use against Ben. But, but I found it in his place. Donald and Silas trailed you. And they can testify you didn't. You got it from a hiding place close to your wagon. Then uh, Ben took all that risk so the real cook could be caught? He did. But he knew I'd rescue him if our plan failed. We came here to lynch Ben. But now I say we ought to string Dave on. Listen to me. Don't lynch Dave. There's plenty of evidence to convict him in court. Your only justification for attempting to hang Ben is that you felt he might escape conviction, even though you thought he was guilty. Use the courts. Don't take the law into your own hands. 
I promise you that Dave won't escape the penalty for his crimes. I reckon you're right, friend. Now, there's one thing more. I've already talked this over with Silas. Johnny and Edith are fine children. Their parents are dead, and they've been unfortunate. Anything you want to suggest is good enough for us, stranger. Silas and his wife have no children, but they've money and a good home. They want to adopt the children and give them the chance they deserve. That's a swell idea. Good for you, Silas. Thank you, men. And as for me and Ben, we done our part. But from first to last, we was doing just what we was told to do by the Lone Ranger. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!